0: When are the fine folks from your favorite Smodco shows coming to a town near you? Here's your rundown. See Jay and Silent Bob get old live on May 18th at the Madison Theater in Covington, Kentucky, June 9th at the Albuquerque Comic Expo in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and August 24th at Fan Expo Canada in Toronto, Canada. You can watch Dogma with Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith at Jay and Silent Bob Watch a Movie on May 17th at Studio 35 in Columbus, Ohio. Spend an evening with Kevin Smith on June 14th at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Chicago, Illinois. See Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman May 8th at the Belly Up in Solana Beach, California. May 16th at the Louisville Improv in Louisville, Kentucky. May 24th at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona. July 14th during Comic-Con at the House of Blues, San Diego, California, and August 11th at the Coach House in San Juan Capistrano, California. Book your tickets and find out about these and other live shows at csmod.com.
1: Prepare to be smotivated by Smodcast.com's guru of gab, Kevin Smith. Pick up his new book, Tough Shit, Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good available now in hardcover enhanced digital and audiobook learn who inspired kev and be inspired to follow your dreams it's like a tony robbins seminar on steroids and with a lot more fucking profanity neil gaiman says i suspect at that kevin smith is what all gods and demons aspire to be And Tim Burton says, I certainly would never read anything written by Kevin Smith. Pick up Tough Shit, Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good by Kevin Smith. Available every goddamn where. Sup, Shabooby. I got three URLs to toss your way. TheSermon.com. Get your hot, fresh, smart coast morning show content updated live with pics, video, and other shit see smod.com the hub for links to tickets to all smodco live appearances and smodcast.com slash merchandise for some pimping threads media and collectibles i'm gonna shut the fuck up now because it's time for another smodcast internet radio podcast
2: Hey, this is Jack Morrissey, welcoming you to episode 28 of Team Jack. I think we'll call this episode, Go Figure. And that's about the only thing I know about this episode. Joining us today, Matt Cohen, as always, on the knobs, as it were, and dials. Mm -hmm. And I'm eating. What's that? And I'm I'm eating a chocolate bar thing. Nom, 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 nom.
3: So I'm the best podcaster ever
2: right (laughs) now. And Ryan Brookhart, who I have known for... Fifteen years, son. Longer than that. 16, Sixteen, maybe. Yeah, I know. I really thought you need a. You're going to need a bigger bottle.
4: I may need a bigger bottle. Um,
2: <laughs> Are you on Twitter? First of all,
4: I am not on Twitter. First of all, second of all, I think you and I horrifically have known each other closer to 19 years, because I've been with Nick for 15.
2: That's impossible.
4: And.
2: By the way, you I just added you yourself to our listeners and immediately they're like, oh, God, not another fag. Switch it off.
4: Oh, I was going to say fag, We'll tune in and next week was, when there's wheeled, Twilight I, I content. I wheeled it back in.
2: <laughs> Maybe you're not supposed um, to say fag, but. No, no
4: that's, that's impossible because I haven't been right. here
2: for 19 years.
4: Provocateur magazine, my friend. Yeah, but I, I haven't been you? here for 19 years. Well, But you met me via
2: Provocateur, kind of yeah, sort of. But I haven't lived in L.A. for 19 years. Maybe I have. Mm. All right, let's do the math. Uh-oh. 1994 to 2004.
4: I get a phone call one day. 1994 to, to 2004
2: is 10 years. 2004 to 2012 your eyes widened is when you're this. 18 years. So I'm in my 18th year.
4: So 18. I've known you 18 years.
2: Brent. No, because I didn't know you for the first two years I was out here. And
4: then 16 years.
0: I'll close,
4: give
2: you pretty close to 15. <laughs> All right, whatever. You're done. <laughs> You've been served on Team Jack, along with your 16 metabolic plus. life bar that you're not, eating. not um, eating. Yeah, from Provocateur magazine, through our mutual friend, your employee at the time, a guy I used to wait tables with at Houston's restaurant in a past life, Adam Fine. Adam Put the two Fine. of us together after you started talking Star right. Wars or Hildebrandt or something.
3: You say past life like you still don't moonlight at, at Houston's,
2: Jack. We or that know. I won't, or that I won't end up waiting that would be tables really there sad, again.
3: All things considered, spinach dip is amazing. So you could do much worse. Yeah. Have you? Did you have their spinach dip? Oh, I've had it many times. Sir. The they, so-called C spin. spinach and artichoke for dip? You? Yeah, yeah. No, when I when I when I grew up um, in a high school at one <laughs> point, I didn't have a. I didn't drive till I was like twenty three. Did you add the gummy bears?
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. And where uh, was high school again, Cohen? Long Island. Got it. Siaset, Long, Long Island. Long Island, in case we didn't know Home
3: that. of Judd Apatow and Natalie Portman.
2: How the fuck are you going to get to a
3: Houston's? And Matt Cohen. Roosevelt Field Mall, which was like 25-minute drive, and I didn't have a car, so me. Had one? You. What? Had one? Yeah, totally. Really? hmm
2: What year was this?
3: Like, from 1998
2: on... That's interesting. That's right around the time I was leaving the company because we had to memorize all the store locations as part of our extensive training. That was and the only Roosevelt one. Fields was was not part of my uh, list. That
3: was definitely the only one. But we would drive. We would cut school and get insanely stoned and drive to Houston for just a spinach. That me and my one buddy would cut school, get stoned, and and um, drive to get food places. But we'd right. only get one thing. Like we drive we drive like an hour to Peter Luger's in Brooklyn. To, to get, get steak what? at like one o'clock in mean, the afternoon. How there. old were you when like you, 16,
4: were, you were sixteen? You were sixteen. To
2: get steak? Yeah,
3: we get like crazy a steak. High. Yeah, we get crazy was high. Was a steak there a dress sandwich. code? Was
4: there a dress code back then at Luger's uh, at Houston's?
3: Yeah, at Houston's. At Houston's, no,
4: never, Fuck no. So you're walking in there with what, like, board shorts
3: year old Yeah, yeah, board shorts, man. On like Long Island on the beach. No, um, like normal fucking Stoner kid wear. That's, That's right. I right. yeah. let you into Houston's. It definitely was not Houston's. Where I'm from, at least, Houston's has never been an upscale thing.
2: More like a sizzler. Really? With yeah. Prices? It's,
3: I would oh, say it's. You're
2: hurting their feelings.
3: Comparable. It's like a nicer Fridays kind of th- It's a chain. <laughs> it's, a, oh, it's a chain thing. Like, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, awesome. on, it was never an occasion to go to, to, go to fucking Houston's. Hmm.
2: It was never an occasion for you, Matt Cohen, sorry, born sorry. with a silver spoon in your mouth like Mitt there, Romney, right? we had, to we go had, to Houston. We had
3: dining options where I'm from. What can I say? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Houston's famous for spinach and artichoke dip, the so-called sea spin, and also famous for their ribs, pork I, yeah. ribs, barbecue pork ribs, where the meat mm. is so tender that literally, even though they call them knife and fork for whatever reason on the menu, you never famously never had to use silverware or cutlery, the meat would fall right off the bone. Part of the reason is they would grease up the underside of of those ribs with bacon fat. And the way the bacon fat interacts with the pork meat loosens that pork pork meat right up, as John Wayne Gacy learned.
4: This episode not sponsored by... Through trial and error. (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh, now that I think about it, they would t- make me take off my hat, which always See, fucking annoyed me, and I would mean. sneak yeah. it back on as soon as I got to the table. But they did have the hat takeoff thing. Yeah, I remember that. They did. Okay. They were nice. trying to keep I a certain element out. Did. Didn't fucking work. They were in a
4: fucking mall, dude. It was. A <sighs> that's not, so weird. We need yeah. to change the subject. We're on diets, Jack and I.
2: I know. It's true. We hit that age. So that's, yeah. That's pork like ribs. and Pork ribs. Thing. And by the way, as... Well, Cohen's lost a lot of weight, so he knows what it's like. Yeah. When you get rolling talking about food. Yeah. We'll do a whole fucking hour <laughs> yeah. talking about nothing but food no. that these days, it's not that we, as any shrink would say, or your 12 step program would say, it's not well, that I we can't eat it. Step? It's that we choose not to eat it. <clears throat> yeah. Houston's for the win, though.
4: If I really start talking about food, I get really antsy. I haven't had Houston's in, in like, maybe nine years, but every... You know, they have...
2: Well, they had one in Century City. They have one in Pasadena. They have one in Santa Monica.
3: Once every six months, I'd I'd look up the one in Century City and fucking debate on going there for just spinach dip and...
2: And then not do it?
3: Never do it, because it's, like, an hour of fucking traffic. You know,
4: it keeps well if you freeze it. Does it? Really? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I'm trying to push you in that direction.
2: Okay, here's... (laughs) <laughs> and when you freeze it and then you take it out of the freezer and you look at it That's right. all that cheese yeah here's another word here's the word for this o- this week's episode of team jack adipocere who knows what that is <laughs> A adipocere a-d-i-p-o-c-e-r-e adipocere
4: lines and, are open no idea now.
2: so funny because here we are back with john wayne gacy And I learned this. I learned this word reading a book on John Wayne Gacy about 20 years ago. A is a substance. I think it was described as a soapy substance that basically human flesh turns into when it's been in the ground for uh, nice for a few moon cycles. A yeah. dipossier.
3: Where did that come from again? I'm a all book about on John it. No, Wayne Gacy. No, in Gaze. the context of this conversation.
2: Spinach and artichoke dip. I bet they look not dissimilar. <laughs> a dipossier.
3: Very cool. Look it up, gang. Exactly. Tumblr that, ladies. Yeah, nothing. Bad. <laughs>
2: exactly. Nothing. Bad. Tumble that, Team Jack for the win.
3: Dude, the Team Jack for the win was going crazy this week on my Twitter account. I had no idea what was going on.
2: It's um, it's called episode. What what's what? This is episode twenty eight. Yeah. It's called Episode 27, Reshoots, which was a very, very popular episode in the blogosphere as well as the Twitterverse.
3: Um, they were trying Twilight to, fandom. They were trying to invite me in a secret Facebook room, and there was talk of clothing coming off, and then... There was, was there really? Like, now everyone who following me is called, like, Twilight Mom 5082, like...
2: Is that true? Was there talk of clothing coming off?
3: They, that was how they were trying to entice me into the Facebook room.
2: That's very interesting.
1: So you just I didn't, have to invoke I didn't have
3: Twilight? It. I didn't, I didn't have.
2: No, there's a Team Jack, there's a secret official Team Jack Facebook group. Well, there's two secret, you have to be a invited in. one
3: apparently for there's rejects a second, or something.
2: Yeah, there's a second one because I basically told them they, in the first group, the only way you get into this group is if you are a member of team Jack, the Team Jack like Twitter team or Eric Odom. Then they all started talking about Fifty Shades and so-called fanfic, which we've discussed on previous episodes. That book is yeah. almost entirely pornographic. Yeah. And I was like, "Ladies, what I don't need to see is like 267 posts every day talking about Christian, who I think is the male lead, the pro- the protagonist for um Fifty Shades." Does that frame picture look like it's going to go down? No, that's no you're cool. good. Um. So it's like so they started a second Facebook group where they could um, wax lyrical on their pornography, their fanfic pornography. You
3: censored your own Facebook page.
2: I just didn't want to. It. It's like it, it was starting to get really intense. There was a lot to wade through every day. So al- <laughs> there's already a lot to wade through every day. So and let me just say for the record, I'm glad they didn't invite you in. Ultimately, you should.
3: Uh, how and you I will keep you out? How come you don't let any of the listeners in? Maybe some non-Twilighters, but we have like some already. It's, it's
2: like. First there was Twitter, and then Twitter got so intense that (laughs) they turned into the official, the private Facebook group. It's like, that's already on the verge of being so intense that I never go there. So it's like you can't, it's like, there's 30 women who do nothing but like talk at each other nonstop all day. And by the way, they also all use WhatsApp on their iPhones to go, Back and forth with each other about everything that's going on in the Twilight universe, the fanfic universe, the Fifty Shades of Grey universe. It's, it's like crazy. It's, it's too much. It's like Comic Con every day, you know? So, anyway. Speaking of Comic Con, so anyway, back to Ryan Brookharton. Uh, Ryan was EIC editor in chief of a magazine called Provocateur when I met him. And then shortly thereafter started a magazine go. called Go Figure, which was an early magazine devoted to action figure culture, I would say. Toy culture, yeah. Toy culture.
4: Yeah. I think that's what we
2: called it, right? Sort of during but this is during the yeah, Toy Culture, during the periods <clears throat> the period of really like McFarlane Toys and Mezco and
4: Pre Mezco, early McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, it was you know, people say, what was the magazine? You know, I saw these otaku Japanese, you know, toy enthusiast magazines. Right. In, like the early 90s. Okay. And they had all this like really fetishistic detail.
2: The, those magazines like, were, yeah. from the early 90s, Go Figure was not born until about...
4: Go Figure was 1997. my idea. Yeah, Go Figure was my idea to like, say, well, let's just appropriate all that stuff. Right. Because no one's doing it. Right. And uh, Go Figure to me sounded like broken English. Right you know, like action go it was, it
2: was you could see the Japanese influence in the design
4: i, I think as it moved along, you could mm-hmm. you know and uh and so yeah that was that was go figure, you know and and I and we as we were moving along with it, I think we got a better idea, a better handle on what we were trying to do, right, which was create an entertainment you know art magazine that
2: happened to be about you toy know, culture,
4: toy culture, you
2: know? but for your premiere issue. Uh, thanks in part to our mutual friend, Tim Sullivan. Oh, you've invoked You the had name. the members of God, KISS on the four covers of four issue covers. number one. Yeah,
4: hearkening back to the four uh, individual album covers of mm-hmm. uh,
2: KISS. Posing with their McFarlane action figures. That's right. And then you had Mark Hamill on a cover, right?
4: Uh, Am I wrong about that? After a fashion, what happened? When, <laughs> yeah, we actually, yeah, Mark, uh, well, I knew Nathan.
2: Nathan Hamill, son. Mark Hamill's son.
4: Yeah, yeah, Nathan worked at a... Place called Toy Planet, which In is run by Game George Shone. and George Shone San- is Santa Monica,
2: like, uh, Santa Monica on the on Promenade. Yeah, George okay. Shone. Third Street Promenade.
4: later created uh, Toynami and Cinemaket.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, that's who George, George Shone is. He but, started out as a guy who owned a brick and mortar toy re- tour, toy store on Third Street Promenade.
4: That's exactly right. Why
2: well, yeah. I did not know that.
4: I don't think he wants people to know that, but
2: now we know. Well, wow, I love that.
4: But that's, that's what George did. And I,
2: nor did I know, by the way, that Toynami and, are Toinami and CinemaCat two companies that are operating under the same umbrella? Or are they two separate companies?
4: They're one and the same, basically.
2: Really? Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. What's yeah. up? There you go. This is already a great episode.
4: So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I, knew Nathan and, uh, not that there's any real direct connection to this, but what happened was I started Go Figure magazine. I think it was issue, could it have been issue two? No, it was issue
2: three. It was on the cover of that.
4: That was Mark Hamill, issue three. Okay. Yeah, which was an ugly painted image of Mark Hamill because all the film underexposed when we shot him at the For house. For the cover shoot? Yeah. Oops. we are totally fucked. Oops. So I asked my, my dear, dear friend, our mutual friend, Brad Parker, Yep. who was, was a de facto art director of Go Figure magazine. Right. Um, we can go back to what great Brad artist. Parker is. Great artist.
2: Amazing artist. Mostly, he's heavily into tiki art these days, isn't Mm. he?
4: He's, I think, more or less essentially one of the key art directors to Body Glove now, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, amazing stuff. But he has a huge following now with his sort of universal slash tiki monster paintings that he's doing. Right. Which are kind of cool. So talented. So beyond talented. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, so. And
4: he has an exhibit coming up, by the way. Well, here we are in Los Angeles. Yeah. Wow. Oh, fuck me if if, I'll, if I can find it. before Yeah. Just this remind is over me, would you?
2: Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Where was I going with this? Nathan so, Hamill, Mark Hamill cover underexposed film. Brad Parker pulls it out. Mark. Mark. For the win. Mark before Hamill there was says, such "Yeah, I'd love to
4: be interviewed in Go Figure magazine, as long right. as it's not all about Star Wars." And I said, right. "Sure, we'll come up to your house and." photograph you and the door opens up and it's nathan hamill and i did not know i did not know that nathan hamill was nathan hamill right so oh my god what are you doing here well how many you at, do you know you, you know dorothy hamill. planet right yeah i'm also you're a Hamill's friend of dorothy son. hamill exactly <laughs> so we we had a great you know walked around the house and near the end of the uh i don't know if i'm supposed to tell this story but at the end of the go for it at the end of the uh interview nathan said hey you want to come up and you know, see my room. Right. You know where this is going.
2: No. Jail. Exactly. The federal detention center get downtown.
4: Up. So we go up to Nathan's room. Exactly. He sees his beautiful see Simpsons his collection. Saber. So we know it's authentic. It's true. There was a big Simpsons collection. Right. But he said, I want to show you something. And he's rifling through like dirty 16-year-old boy
2: underwear. Okay.
4: <laughs> now the viewership just went up and yeah. down simultaneously. Or
2: down. Yeah, exactly.
4: And he pulls out a... An actual C3PO hand <laughs> that, uh, that Anthony Daniels had used. Wow. I actually saw the photograph of this. Wow. And of course I said, what the fuck? Is this real? He yeah. said, oh yeah. Well, what are you doing with it? So I don't even think we're supposed to have it. This is something that Mark,
2: that my dad took. Right.
1: <laughs> and there it is. Hilarious.
2: Nathan Hamill's bedroom. Mark, and I think. How about that? Interestingly, Within the last year, maybe two, but I feel like it was within the last year, and a Google search would easily turn this up, Luke Skywalker's severed hand holding his lightsaber hilt Um, was auctioned off, I think, through Profiles in History. Really? I think so, yeah. Wow. Famous Star Wars hands. And by the way, if if I'm Mark Hamill stealing hands from a Star Wars set, the hand to steal... Is your sever- your character severed hand I would think holding so. that stunt lightsaber hilt? I would think so for sure. Anyway, yeah. so Mark Hamill on a who uh, Jerry Ryan Seven of Nine from Star Trek Voyager was on a cover. We
4: got Jerry Ryan holding her statue of right. Seven of Nine for when Playmates held the license. They right. mean, actually, they still have the license for Star Trek. Um, I think for the theatrical things, uh, we had. Uh, Let's see, who else do we have? We had Matthew Broderick in the Eye of Godzilla. Right. For issue five. From
2: Roland Emmerich's Godzilla.
4: Roland Emmerich's Godzilla, ill-fated kind of Godzilla.
2: Kind of a soft spot, for, soft spot for certain aspects of that movie.
4: Oh, I like the design of Zilla. I do He's too. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, some dude from Babylon 5, oh, I cannot remember.
2: Was it not Robert toy? Picardo? Was Robert Picardo not in Babylon 5? That would have
4: been 5? nice, but no and no. Yeah, right. Um... um, 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 um Gosh, I don't
2: remember. How many issues did you run? We got nine it, issues. It was out. a quarterly, we done, right?
4: We had, here. you know, here's a bit of trivia. We had done 11 issues. And
2: actually. by the way, folks, a Google search will turn up all of these cover images. Yeah. And an eBay search will probably turn up back issues. As my memory fails, issues.
4: Google will help you out there. Um, yeah, we did a, we, we got 11 issues done. Right. We printed nine. Right. Uh, we had finished issue 10. I got a phone call. The, the, week that we were gonna send this off to press from right. the quote unquote publishers. And they said, hey, you know, need to come up, talk to you a little bit about the magazine. And I knew the axe was falling right yeah. there and then. Yeah. So we, uh, sent everybody home, including Mr. Harris.
2: David Harris. David Harris. Another mutual friend.
4: Yeah. Tr- terrifically talented writer.
2: Do you still have those two issues?
4: Uh, you know.
2: Don't you kind of want to print them? Funnily
4: enough, funnily enough, we were talking about does anybody we know have a jazz
2: drive? Okay. What's a
4: jazz drive? That's, I don't know. Do you guys know what a jazz drive is? Cohen. Yeah. I think it's just an external hard drive. It was an external hard drive with a big, thick, like I don't know what you call it, but you know, it was basically waxy a, a coating a of a dip is here. A deck, da- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just a big data cartridge.
3: Yeah, okay. it's, I think Jazz is the company. It's it's literally just an external hard drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. They don't make them anymore, like Lacey or G or uh, yeah. G Raid or whatever. Yeah. yeah
2: okay. Yeah.
4: yeah, like a Velociraptor, they're they're gone. But you know, who knows? Well, is that the Vita, so, by the way? Are you playing the Vita? I yeah.
2: love the Vita. Love Cohen's the Vita. really goofing off during this.
3: I'm not playing. I mean, I'm go, do, go, I'm go 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 research. Yeah. Thanks for outing me.
4: Dude. Really yeah, pod anyway. research.
2: Yeah. Is so that what you call that?
4: Research, re- product testing reading about twilight yeah um so yeah so go figure toy magazine post provocateur post naked men
2: and you still keep your hand in the game Comic-Con. which one i all hey hey-o. hey
4: you know what I, I can answer that question i have two hands
2: <laughs> um i always get an email from ryan in say see? june or july yeah with the most comprehensive list anywhere of it is true uh, SDCC San Diego Comic Con exclusives yeah. can't control what them. exclusive like action figures are going to be at what booths from which comp- toy companies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- what else are you doing in the toy universe these days?
4: You know, I still know a lot of people. Are you uh, still
2: are you doing reviews for Collider.com at all? Uh, not Toy anymore reviews or photo shoots.
4: Not anymore. I, I I pulled way 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 back on all that stuff. Collider.com, uh, which is a great site. Steve yeah, Weintraub, Steve site. Weintraub, who we both know. Uh, yeah. Frosty uh,
2: Skywalker. Frosty Skywalker.
4: Um, it's a great site, and you know, I, I still had connections with McFarland Toys and a lot of other people, but I don't know. It was, it felt like I was pissing in the wind with a lot of this stuff. To be perfectly honest, I was doing a lot of great. Photography, I think there mm-hmm. a lot of great coverage, but you know, you you spend all that time doing that stuff, and it's one thing to do something that you know is going to have some level of longevity in a in a printed right. way. Right. You you put it on a website, and the news cycle is thirty minutes later. And oh, it's for gone. sure, you're
2: down the page.
4: And I thought, no, I, I think then I'm done with Tomorrow this. morning,
2: you're off the page.
4: Yeah. So there, you know, there has been talk over the last few years between Brad and myself about. Brad Parker. Reboot, yeah, rebooting Go Figure as some web-based online thing. right? And only recently... That I
2: can read on and my
4: I tablet. Think, yeah. And I, well, there you go, I was yeah. about to say. And only recently I've been digging into the idea of possibly developing it as an iPad app. Right, right. And that, that may yet happen. Right. That may yet happen. Because I do believe that when you think of the the level of talent associated with every aspect of the toy industry... Right. And you can, you can diss it all you want to, but it's, it's, it's enormous. Right. The sculpting, the art of the packaging. Mostly we means. should say
2: boys' toys and toys, boys' toys based on either current or previous science fiction fantasy and, mm. and or horror or action adventure franchises.
4: I kind of sort of wonder about that. I used to think that would be a good categorization of it, but characterization, but I don't know. When, when I see a Cylon in the corner that, you know, is hardly a toy. Right. You know, it's it's modern sculpture, really.
2: Yeah. And I I have a life size But based, on, but based on Battlestar Galactica from nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. 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 Let me ask you this. Mm. Back in the day, the, the you know, the other sharks that were swimming in these waters. Yeah. Um, contemporaneous to Go Figure magazine, and that's Go Figure with an exclamation point, kids, was um, Tom Art. Tomart's Action Figure Digest, Lee's Lee's Action Figure and Toy Review,
4: Toy Fair,
2: Toy Fair, F A R E, correct. And then, um, <clears throat> how many of those are still being published? Toy Fair is still being published by Wizard. No,
4: it, it is not. No,
2: the eighty-six,
3: like six months ago, maybe. Longer in the, than last, that. Year, in the last, last year, in the last year, yeah,
2: Toy yeah. Fair, Toy Fair went away. As Wiz- the Wizard, Wizard is gone now too. Yeah, yeah, has been for. You about know, years. Cohen. <laughs> You're supposed to come up here once a week and tell me news. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Fair and Wizard are both gone. Yeah, Wizard rebranded. They went bankrupt and they restructured yeah. their entire <clears throat> company. as
3: like
4: an online thing. thing. Couldn't really? have happen to nicer folk? Yeah, man. I'll right, on with that. Yeah. We're, winking. Yeah, we're wow. winking. We're both winking.
2: I bet Kevin Smith has talked for hours across his various empires or tentacles of his empire about the death of Wizard. I don't, I, I don't even know if Kevin's aware of it. Really? That wizard died, yeah. Wasn't that huge? It, it was, you know, no, no. You know, you know grinded, what? It, they
3: really... I'm sorry. They really murked up their fucking name, kind of, and by the end... How you know, so? Thousands of shitty cons, horrible business models, not caring about fans. It became an autograph show thing, and the right. magazine became Entertainment Weekly, and then they made it big, and then they made it small again.
2: Interesting. It sucks, yeah.
4: It, but basically, I disagree with what he said. It it, it really died with a whimper. Um, huh. Yeah.
2: But Well, clearly it died with a whimper if I had not heard of it. Exactly. From my lofty peak. There you it are. It hadn't reached my ears from the valley below um is a lofty peak what about lees and tomarts you know
4: i don't think lees is still operating
2: i don't think so i think the. um i think do you follow art. any of this toy culture Mecca? i do i but i follow
3: a different toy culture i used to be I, vinyl yeah vinyl and and just japanese stuff too like imports or, or statues that kind of stuff such but, as what what do you mean just in general.
2: I like it when I, I, go, I go to watch Little your Tokyo. Well, I, I to have halt.
3: that uh, anime obsessed with One Piece, so I collect, you know, One Piece. It's called Gashopan. It's like the little um, vending machines at like supermarkets yeah. where you
2: put a quarter in. Yeah.
3: That's mm. a whole, I collect those little things from Japan though, so they're like fucking $10. For, a certain,
2: ti- for certain titles or for, properties? For
3: certain animes or mangas, yeah. and then, Such as? That that show One Piece I'm obsessed with. Yeah, that okay. pretty much one anime. You did the Bandai
4: stuff with all the super articulated?
3: Yeah, with right the Gundam it? stuff and all hey, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
4: then... See, that's uh, what I've gotten into as well, heavily. Okay.
3: And then yeah. just random, just vinyl stuff. Not so much as I used to. There's a couple artists I collect specifically now, as opposed to just... Who are you collecting? Uh, Frank Kozik, mm-hmm. Joe Ledbetter, mm-hmm. uh, a couple American dudes.
2: Vic Brandstetter. Never heard of him. And he was one of the three co owners of Houston's. Alright. Anyway. Thanks. Um
3: so as far but on that in that culture there are a few magazines, but I don't know of any that are exclusively dedicated to the toys or the art anymore. Like there's Juxtapose, there's uh Giant Robot. Right. These are all J Pop kind of that kind of art, but it's also skating culture and clothing and, and movies and essays.
2: Lifestyle. Lifestyle, so lifestyle the magazines. toy
3: magazines have kind of morphed into lifestyle magazines, from what I can see.
2: So interesting.
4: Go figure was really intended to be that. Uh, it, we we wanted to to move further into that. You know, going back to you, Jack. You know, when I gave you that article, uh, plastic bullets. It was you know really to sort of.
2: I'm squinting, which means do pull, not remember. Do
4: you remember that? It was like
2: plastic just, bullets.
4: You know, things that sort of interconnected. With merchandising and with pop culture, okay, that may fold back around into, right.
2: like at the time, the new, the newly brothers, at whatever. the time newly redesigned VW Bug, replete with flower vase in the dashboard, that was, was itself a that giant a toy bullet. on four wheels.
4: That was a plastic bullet, right? In the in the magazine, right? Absolutely, okay. So you know, I, I thought we were maybe a little too cool for school. We but we were, we were trying You'd be a little
2: ahead of your time.
4: And um, you know, I thought we were ahead of our time, way ahead of our time. Right. And you know, sort of, sort of slightly, you know, as an aside, uh, and I I say this with all due respect to the artist, I can't think of his name right now, but we were. Uh, can look it up. We were. uh I was at a, a comic con a few years ago, and Hasbro had a book, and it was a it was a sort of a retrospective of this particular photographer's art. For all the different toys that he had photographed for various ads, to- Star Wars, G.I. Joe, whatever. Wow. And they were photorealistic images with, you know, interesting backgrounds. And, and I was talking to a guy and he said, Oh, yeah, well, the, you know, this guy really kind of trailblazed this. And I, I couldn't help. Toy it. product photography. Yeah. And I said, You know, I got to say, we, we kind of did that first, man. Yeah. And I didn't mean it in a bitter way. Yeah. But I thought no well, just for the
2: historical record.
4: I said no this was we we were the ones taking photorealistic images right putting them into you know fanciful interesting photorealistic backgrounds right. and and adding you know photo you know photoshop effects that made it look like things were really really happening in real like in life. the
2: early and days of photoshop it must be really touch yourself photoshop I mean photoshop I think that Brad really kind when of when photoshop was yeah. uh on you got the uh, software on a stone Gianni,
3: tablet. Gianni Lopergolo?
4: What's the is the book?
3: What's 128-page full-cover photography book from former Hasbro photographer. That sounds like it. That's
2: it. Yeah. What's it called? What's the title of the book?
4: Uh, the gentleman's name is... For
2: G- the Team Jack episode guide. Thank you, Kathleen. And,
4: and I believe he's... And um, Don and not, Tracy. It is not and writing. I believe it's rest in peace. I believe he's passed away. Oh, really? Yeah. It is
3: not loading. I will have to do some further follow up. Yeah. Just and jump in whenever me you if get he's a he's co- Not dead, but.
2: Um. So we're not sure. You think Lee's may have folded as well as Toy Fair and Wizard, or Tomart's folded?
4: You know, Lee's and Toy Fair both. Now we know Toy Fair did. Yeah. But, but both those magazines had huge price guides. Right. And uh, one of the things that you know. In the back. Yeah. And they took up a huge amount of real estate,
2: right? And I always thought that was and who just gives silly. a fuck anyway? Who cares what a Death yeah. Star trooper from from the Powers of the Force collection in 1986 is going for on the card? Yeah. And
4: eBay becomes so ubiquitous who in the toy culture, no one really gives a fuck. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's going to change from. Yeah. The,
3: the book is called uh, "Insight Photography and Dioramas" by Gialani Loperjolo, and it's available for 19.99 at and is Hasbro, he alive? Do we know? toyshop.com. I do not know. Uh, diagnosed with ALS. Uh, he lost his battle to the disease in 2010.
4: Okay. Well, rest
2: in peace. Well, he be ago. dead.
3: Yeah.
2: Well. Um. Following now, okay, so you two guys, collectors both of vending machine toys, vinyl, action figures, Gundam. I know, Ryan, I can always count on you for what's coming down the pike from Hot, Hot, toys. Hot toys out of Japan. Yeah. Um, what are the websites, blogs, etc.? What are the rocks that you lift up on a daily basis to see what you might want to buy? If you're just jumping into the hobby or whatnot and you just want to be kept informed.
4: I wouldn't even know because my tastes are so specific. Okay. Right. All right. Well, I would start with CoolToyReview.com. Cool,
2: CoolToyReview.com. All one word. Uh-huh.
4: They they tend to uh, be pretty good with their editorial. Uh-huh. Action Figure Insider, all one word. Right. Figures.com. Right. uh AF Times is a clunky website that occasionally has some interesting things in it. Right. It's the least elegant of the ones I've mentioned. Right. AF Times, Action Figure Times. Right. Um, those are the ones I'd really go
2: to. And do you go every day?
4: Uh, everyone, everyone but AF Times I will go to every day. Once a day? Yeah. Wow. Now, in terms of what I know uh, against what they report, I generally right. know things before they do.
2: Well, yeah, because you've maintained because got, your got relationships with, pie. especially Hot Toys, which manufacturers' is my
4: primary interest in terms of that stuff.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. And
4: They've, so got, they've got the big, you know, three foot Batmobile coming out. They didn't, the classic A9 Batmobile. Yes, one. and
2: thank you for the tip on that because I am—I have since yeah. ordered the Hot Toys Batmobile uh based on the Anton First Tim Burton design. Yes. From Tim Burton's original Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Which is scaled to go with the Hot Toys Michael Keaton Batman figure Currently from the same film. Yeah. Uh and I have cancelled my Toinami Batwing, mm-hmm. which I had on pre order. With because you never shelf. know, you never know what's going to happen. What Hot
4: Toys may come out uh, with you never
2: know. And I have since liquidated my Toynami Batmobile of the same design because guess what? It's not scaled to that fucking exactly Hot Toys Batman twelve inch figure. Even the and wrong paint wants, job. Yeah, and less accurate than the Hot Toys version, etc. Yeah. So
4: and no love lost with Toynami. No, I, so I can say that. Yeah. So yeah, good riddance to that Batmobile.
2: What about? Is there any love lost with Cinema Cat? <laughs> you know, <laughs> have they uh, actually produced anything? Cinema Cat is one of the highlights of the exhibit hall floor at Comic Con every year. It it's sure typically is. in the middle. It tends to be near or inside the Mattel Pavilion. Am I right about that?
4: You know, I don't think they've changed in the last few years. So I'm going to say you're pretty close. You're pretty close. They're always soliciting. It's yeah. a
2: very large format. Yeah, it's what sideshow would call a premium format scale almost quarter scale format is what they're they call it. Predator. Yeah, based on Predator. the original movie. Gorgeous Predator. Indiana Jones. Yep. With not, the fertility idol based on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Not a good indie. Um, Schwarzenegger Terminator from maybe the first or second film T2 Judgment Day.
4: Uh, well, not a. Sh- well, wait a minute! Did they did they did do a Schwarzenegger? I apologize. Yeah, a Giger
2: alien from Ridley Scott's original Alien. Very nice Giger alien. Notice I I lay in some of the basic Reeve, groundwork here for people Superman. that I don't assume the Christopher Reeve Superman is unfucking believable.
4: Uh, it it is until you look at the Hot Toys face sculpt,
2: which topped it, which
4: easily topped it.
2: Well, wow. now here's my question to you, though. Every year they're there with those products on display Darth sometimes vader. fewer than yeah. Darth Vader sometimes fewer than than others <clears throat> have they actually delivered
4: uh the vader any of them oh yeah well yeah absolutely well i had the predator you did i had the Indie. okay uh i
2: by cinema cat yeah folks if you're interested you can just google cinema cat and look check these out
4: yeah and you will be impressed folks with the predator
2: the predator was was an awesome piece and why, are spe- the, why are you speaking why you speaking of it in the past tense then has it since left your collection
4: oh you well yeah as jack knows things go in the closet and then they oftentimes yeah, exactly. never come out of the closet yeah exactly yeah. it's like doctor who's phone book phone yeah. box um no you know I'll, I'll tell you this just to jump ahead. Yes, they do deliver and it takes forever for them to deliver oftentimes. Right. What are all the reasons? I have no idea. I right. really, I, I, um,
2: once you get into the business of collecting toys or replicas of stuff, it's, it's amazing how much is solicited, how much you can see on the, on again, the exhibit hall floor yeah. at San Diego comic con every July. And then never see, again. there you are next July. And they're the same prototype is all lit up in front of you or it's, or it's not, but it certainly hasn't been delivered.
4: Yeah, that's absolutely yep. true. Yep. Everybody, well, I should say everybody, EnterBay, which is a great company, a small company. I-N-T or E-N-T? Enter like you're entering a door. Enter okay. Bay. Bay EnterBay, like, one word. Enter the hangar bay, enter uh-huh. bay, yeah, one word. Got it. And Hot Toys are now producing one-fourth scale figures. I think the announcements are about to to hit, if they haven't already. Uh-huh. Uh. And these are one-fourth scale, you know, so they're premium format size, fully articulated
2: okay. figures. Not statues. They're, Not yeah. dressed statues.
4: Once you get into that, you really kind of, what? why would you collect anything else, seriously? In terms of, you know, you well, could collect a polystone sideshow right predator, but it's in a static pose. Right. You can't really do anything with it. I just don't see the point in doing that if you can get something that looks even better, that you can articulate, that could probably costs about a fourth. Of
2: the and price. it's gonna look even better because it's gonna come from the sculptors at Hot Toys.
4: I have a, I have a, a one-fourth scale Terminator from Enterbay. Okay. And, uh, it's Schwarzenegger. real leather outfit, stitched leather boots. Mm-hmm. The shotgun is metal and wood. Wow. The, the likeness is amazing. And if wow. you, if you put that side to side next to the uh, Cinema Cats, schwarzenegger figure which i think cost about two grand wow. whereas the interbay figure costs 500 bucks yeah well there's no two ways about it interbay yeah. wins in every single category yeah it just simply does
2: and so is one place that you're going to with this that you believe with this announcement interbay and hot toys will nuke out of existence cinema
4: i just think it's Or make be-
2: it very very difficult for cinema to compete I just think it'll based be on a, that price point somewhat, difference, yeah, I mean, I and think, all the added features that you're going to get from these Enterbay Hot Toys.
4: I think it's inevitable that one will become irrelevant.
2: Yeah, 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 evolve or die too, in the toy universe. I mean, kids. Let's
4: face it: if Hot Toys and Bay are doing it, one and they they both have the license, it'll be interesting to see what happens because Hot Toys has also just announced they're going to do quarter scale Terminator figures, starting with an exoskeleton. So it'll right. be a, what a you know huge.
2: Will that will that compete with Sideshow's license?
4: um you know oftentimes sideshow i think grants sub licenses okay i mean they're doing hot toys is, is about to release their first star wars figure which is a bespin luke okay but the only way they Bespin
2: luke from the empire strikes back yeah you know, right
4: and it comes with a weather vane no shit it's two separate figures one and
2: interchangeable hands.
4: interchangeable hands wow um
2: how's the likeness have you seen it yet
4: it's amazing Wow. It's absolutely amazing. Of oh, Mark, and it's got the a Vespin light up base. So it looks like the, you know, the, the, the carbon sort of freezing carbon chamber. Freeze. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's Beautiful amazing. Beautiful stuff. Wow. Um, now, if you look at the packaging for that, I mean, the toy isn't out yet. Right. But if you look at the packaging of prototype that, the prototype will be at Comic Con this July for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think the product will be out probably right before Comic Con this year now. Okay. Um, there's a little icon that says Sideshow. You know, next to the Hot Toys license. So I think somehow, uh, I know some of the guys at Sideshow, I've never asked them this directly, but I think somehow they're sub-licensing out the Show, the Star Wars license right. via the, an agreement with Lucasfilm. Right. I don't know how that works.
2: Right. But... It does get frustrating right. for collectors, though. If you land on the, again, the Anton first Tim Burton Batmobile is a great example. Mm. Toynami is first to the market with their replica. Yeah um it's whatever two and a half, three feet long, headlights, tail lights, exhaust, you know flaming exhaust light, all this kind of stuff that's like the price point on that was something like three thousand bucks or twenty five hundred bucks something was... stupid mm. and then you get it, and then six, eight, four, twelve months later, guess what Warner has licensed. The same vehicle to Hot Toys, who's Mm -hmm. now bringing to market something that's way more accurate to what you saw on screen, extra features, and oh, by the way, scaled to go with our super accurate, fetishistically accurate Keaton as Batman figure, and you're just like, number one, I think you get into this realm, you know, I, I don't want to humiliate you with a microphone in front of your face, Ryan, but... How many predators does anybody need to buy over the course of one human lifetime? How many Schwarzenegger as Terminators does anyone need to buy over the course of one lifetime? And just when you think you've bought the best, most fetishistic, lights-up, Hyper screen accurate version. Oh, guess what's guess what's going to be on the Comic Con floor in prototype next fucking July? You'll want to blow your fucking brains out. As you, you well know?
4: know, I wrote that dissertation years ago. Yeah, uh,
2: and it's I, a shit show.
4: I, you know, I I put that mirror back to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, you you know, it's at some point you you decide you're either going to be a you know a pack rat, yeah, and and really ask yourself about your mental health, or you. You know, you strip down and you you yeah. refine it. What it is that you're actually interested in. I mean, all collecting is ultimately an acquisition of reality. It's the things you like, or it's an ordering. Possess, it's an
2: ordering, and it's an attempt to order a futile, futile attempt to order as opposed to feudal kingdom. It's a futile attempt to order futile. a chaotic universe. Well, yeah, yeah, right.
4: Is is that is that from a?
2: <laughs> that's from it, it that's from Years psychology of 101. Yeah. Um if you if you are truly obsessed in your life mm. with Stan Winston's Predator design. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with buying 250 versions of it mm. if that's your obsession. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right? But here's hoping that if you are that person, your obsessions are limited to one or two characters. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to need a bigger fucking storage unit, you know. But, but I know for something. my new reality show on sci-fi premiering this spring, you know, sci-fi packrat or yeah. sci-fi hoarder. Yeah, I'd watch that show. Yeah, of
4: no, course. but I realized something. You've about lived it myself, and in, 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 within the the journey of you know collecting a lot of this stuff, at yeah. at some point in my life, I'm not obsessed with any of it. Yeah. I'm really not. I, I mean, if tomorrow there was an earthquake, and there very well could be.
2: We live in Los Angeles tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow, but there yeah. will be an earthquake.
4: Yeah, there will be. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, a lot of it, not all of it, but a good portion of it will, will just go away. It'll just right. Would Would I be devastated? No. Yeah. No, because like I'll be dead. A lot of this stuff will outlive me if if it survives well, an earthquake. True. You know. Yeah. I'm on um, material. It's not. So I don't know. I mean, the thing about what's
2: obs- what's the character you've bought more than any other character in your life? Well, Darth Vader.
4: Easily, Batman. Batman. Easily.
2: Across all incarnations. Because
4: Batman predates Star Wars.
2: Batman predates. Batman and predates by us. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
3: Um, what about sense. you? What about you, Jack?
2: What is the character I've bought more?
4: More or, or, or lights.
2: Probably, I've probably spent more coin on Star Wars related stuff over the course of my life. Yeah. The character that I've probably bought the most of maybe Darth Vader, maybe the Emperor, maybe of late Fluffy from Creepshow, but I just acquire those rare one-offs Ali- as they come.
4: Yeah, Alien comes in a very close second. For Giger's
2: me. Alien for sure.
4: Absolutely. There's so many iterations of Alien. For I you, know. not
2: for me. Right. But yeah.
4: Yeah. Lo- love the love the Alien. There's
2: always a new iteration and unfortunately the thing with Giger's or the, the thing with that particular character is, I mean, I literally have a pre-paint from like Takeda, Takaya, whatever, <sighs> of the alien bent forward. Which is literally, I believe what it's replicating might be a moment in the movie, but his hands are together. What it looks like he's replicating is a behind the scenes publicity still. But this is the level that it goes to with a character like Alien. Or just last night, uh, my buddy Tom Ford sent me um, Jaws, you know, the new ultimate Jaws replica. And I was like, from Wahaha. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was like, "Mwahaha, Tom Ford, you have to get pretty you have to get up pretty early to beat me to the well on, you know, yeah. on a jaws thing." Yeah, the the jaws thing. There's a guy named Mike Schultz. Sorry, Kathleen. <laughs> Kathleen's doing episode guides for all the Team Jack episodes, so every yeah. time we like divulge into something like this or um what is it? It's a D word. D-V- Digress. Digress? Um, she's got to go to Google and dig it up. There's a guy named Mike Schultz who is super, super obsessed with all the Jaws movies. Mm. And he has come out with like the new, it's basically like four feet long, ultimate, hyper accurate Bruce replica from the first film. And by the way, the, the filming rig that it rests on. And by the way, the floating camera wow. rig. And by the way, now he's doing. The shark from Jaws 2 with half its face burned off after it bites into the uh, electrical cable at Cable Junction. Then he's going to do the shark from Jaws 3. Then based on Jaws 3D, then based on demand, he'll be doing the shark from Jaws The Revenge, a.k.a. Jaws 4. And all of these are like unbelievably fetishistic. His entire family. It's an art. It's an artisan business. His entire family is involved in the production by hand of each individual piece that is made for purchase. And I think I think it's called Ozark Shark City. Yeah. Or Ozark Shark City, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's Ozark Shark City, and it's Mike Schultz. Now that is obsession, though. Unbelievable obsession, but that's to the that's how far you can go for a specific character. I'd rather
3: I'd rather have the Orca. That's Which, by I the get, way, has only
2: ever it. been done, as far as I know, by McFarlane McFarlan toys. toys, who did that replica of Bruce breaching onto the back of the Orca oh, right. with
1: it's Robert nice Shaw's Quint, with sliding
2: Quint sliding down sliding into his mouth.
4: Wildly expensive to get a hold of now
2: these days, yeah. Just like how is the uh, McFarlane Alien Queen? Not so difficult.
4: I would love a scale
3: Orca. I would pay money for that, like a it's, real, like a real nice boat model. You know what I mean? Mike that,
2: Schultz, are you listening? Yeah, like, why has nobody awesome. done, yeah, that? Why no done that? That's crazy that no like one's like a, done that.
3: Like a real high-quality orca full. full hey, wow. Matt Mr. Cohen, Schultz. How are
2: you with popsicle Seriously. sticks, Matt Cohen? Because <laughs> I've got some Elmer's glue that oh, yeah, I haven't no, sniffed over that there. That sounds
3: awesome to me. And we could start today. And that
4: are
2: just screaming Well, it's like
3: people do X-Wings and the fucking Nostromo and all this shit. No one's For ever sure. done the orca. That's kind of weird.
2: That's kind of crazy weird. Yeah. Did you see that book I gave Kevin? Which one? The ultimate Jaws book that actually comes with a piece of the fucking orca.
3: Oh, that's amazing! No, I didn't.
2: Yeah, that's maybe awesome. for Christmas this year, Matt Cohen. If you're <laughs> a good producer, appreciate you'll it. get one of those books. Wow, yeah. the ultimate Jaws book, the ultimate ultimate Jaws book, which is called like Stories from Martha's Vineyard or something like that. Again, Kathleen, you're gonna have to look this up. Of the orca. It comes with a piece of the fucking it orca from the Uni yes.
3: orca. Or from
2: No, hey, from happened? the Orca that was left to rot on Over Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yeah, Yes. That's awesome. Oh. Crazy. Crazy. And then crazy. hilariously, like I gave Kevin that and then the next time I went down to be on the Smudka Morning Show, he told me to go down into his office and he gave me uh Jaws print that he'd picked up from Gallery nineteen eighty eight, our good friend Jensen Carp, and I was just like Well I know the print. Kevin so Why and he's like me. Well, you gave me a big Jaws book and I have to give you. It's like, <laughs> uh, no, you got me in the podcasting, word, dude. What are you talking about? You know? So, um, you'll go pretty far down the road for a character that you're obsessed with and you'll spend a lot of money on over the course of your lifetime in the sure. pursuit of the most accurate representation in the most dynamic representation pose. Yeah of that character in his, whatever his signature moment is Mm -hmm. to that end. Mm -hmm. I always chuckle when I see Darth Vader leaning forward, coming down a staircase in the carbon freezing chamber at empire. Mm. And it's like, when did that ever happen in the fucking movie? That Lord Vader looks literally looks like he's on the verge of tipping forward <laughs> with his lights. It's like it's amazing when you look back, like yeah. how wrong, how many of these sculptors, yeah. and particularly like the cheaper the figure, you're just like, are you kidding me?
4: It's just how many different ways can you can you, you Skin know, interpret this thing? Because yeah. there is obviously an insatiable desire. Yeah. You know, you say you invoke Twilight on a podcast, and you have you know, you have all these housewives running around. If you say Darth Vader, you will get people running around like, "Well, yeah does it does it light up this way? Does it do yep. that? Yep. Is it is that The name of the company? Cody Boye.
2: Don, this is the moment to uh, snip yeah. right now. This is the, I was going to mention. Cody Cody Cody
4: I look it up all at once. One,
2: two, three. Cody Boyuka. Cody Boyuka and Cody Boyuka. <laughs> they just the slashed. Slash, By the way, their poses nine times out of ten mm-hmm. suck. Yeah. I'm not impressed. For Kodibu- properties that I know well enough to have to have an opinion, which have is Have you seen let's the one it, that they just did? Star about Wars.
4: Kodobokia. Boyuka. Cody
2: Boyuka. Spell right, it
3: yeah. out. K O T. K-O-T-O-B-U-K-I-Y-A. K-O-T-O-B-U-K-I-Y-A.
2: They always have a big fat pavilion at Comic-Con they on the exhibit sure hall do. floor every year. And I always zip And I almost always zip buy through things,
3: and I yeah, never do. And, and oh, wow. do you ever
2: regret it? No. They no. have the new,
3: are you talking about the the 3PO and R2? No, I'm they talking about out? the
4: Vader that actually lights up and you can see the skull inside. Oh, that's inside. Cool.
2: Oh, I want to see it's that. It's actually pretty cool. Is that for sale already? Flickers and everything. Yeah. Really? It's been
4: for sale for about a year. It's a nice piece.
2: How could I possibly see the skull inside Vader? How am I meant to see that in well, any Well, you know, when he's movie? electrocuted
4: by the Emperor. It's that? Yeah.
2: It's that moment? Yep. From the end of Return of the Jedi? Yep. That's episode six, Return of the Jedi, kids. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel like I do have to get that down and dirty, though, because right. we don't really know who listens to this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> we can't assume knowledge. Um, that's crazy. Are you serious? Yeah, it's actually... It's they actually, did that moment? Uh-huh. And they were probably the first to ever do that moment. Well, that's what I mean. It's like they're you know, sitting
4: around going, what the fuck are we going to do? You know? Yeah, how are we going to... Wait a minute, has that done. ever been done? Well, yeah, it was sort of done by Kenner, a.k.a. Hasbro, Yeah. sort of, kind of, Yeah. as a little figure, but not as a light-up feature. It was just sort of a glow-in-the-dark that's pretty dark crazy. element. That's pretty crazy. So, well, I know, let's do that.
2: Wow. You know? Wow.
4: Metacom did that 12-inch version of Vader, and they keep re-releasing it. Now they're releasing it again with a voice chip. Oh, for so, fuck's
2: sake. Really? Yeah. Well, it's on and on and on. I have Medicom. I'm trying,
3: I think I've pared down all Star Wars related things to just Boba Fett, I believe. And even that, I'm like... Boba Fett? Probably two years past. <laughs> Boba Fett. Even at that, I'm probably like two years past. Hey Maya <laughs> Like, I reached the wall on Star Wars a while ago. I will never yeah. buy another Star Wars related piece
2: of merchandise for the rest of my life. What really? Boba, what Boba Fett pieces have you kept?
3: Uh, sideshow mini bust, uh, okay. painting. Why? Because painting you like the pose? Did? I like, I like the
2: pose. It's Is cool. his arm out it's cool with cool his wrist rocket? It?
3: No, it's, it's a, uh, armless, like a Roman.
4: Okay. Mini mechanic. That would thing. be a general giant bust. But
3: okay. Um, general giant. You're right. Um, bang. Oh, uh, I have a Jabba, excuse me. I have the big giant sideshow Jabba still. Really? That used to live at the secret stash in Westwood. That when we closed down, I was gifted it. Nice. And I tagged it up. It's Jabba to butt. It has like, a graffiti all over it and wears like a fucking gold chain and stuff
4: right right um, oh i love the gold chain that's great so
3: yeah you keep Job your pimp? yeah exactly I, i'm just past i i, I really I, and the thing about the star wars collecting in spe- specifically still kind of amazes me is that it's it's ongoing still is that they do oh, yeah. pump up that much star wars merchandise but yeah. the fan base is diminishing every year you would assume Mm. Mm, I don't know. I don't I think. Mean, do you think that's an ever-growing fan base?
2: I don't think it's ever growing. I think the growth rate has slowed. But the Clone Wars is still an enormously popular on Cartoon Network.
4: It's popular. I don't for think for kids a, though. Too I don't think right? it's enormously
2: popular. You don't think so? Well,
4: because now Hasbro is really pulling back on that license. Where's oh, the late, that's, your, yeah. that's your judge, in and the the late, that's the my barometer for that. That's interesting. I
3: feel like in the late nineties, maybe maybe you have to say pre pre, uh, pre prequels. Even Star Wars had a bit of a hip factor. Whereas now, right. I don't think it's cool anymore. If that makes sense. Well, I think any the sense.
2: prequels really did.
3: You know what I mean? It, do it some saturated the brand enough where I just, For like, sure. I just can't give a fuck about Star Wars anymore, and I feel bad about that. But
2: well, how did, how about Star Trek?
3: That I like. I would buy a fucking Tribble. Really? Yeah, I like Star Trek. Aww. Tos only though. Aww. Yeah,
2: you yeah. can buy a Tribble. I know. Still make them
3: an, another t- fucking collection. I need. That's my problem. I was gonna say earlier. Uh, I'm. I always feel happy and sad when I meet someone who is one like specific. Like I collect this. I'm a record collector. I'm a uh, action figure collector. Right. Because my MO is... I go back... I trade off every like six months or so. Right. But fucking hardcore. Right. And I go all in and then I forget about it forever. So I have about... 38 collections in my fucking house and i'll periodically my god i'll periodically dip and dabble into each one you
2: are that reality pilot oh
3: yeah yeah, totally it's all organized and neat and stuff but but it's definitely i've i've traded off on collecting my entire life i've gone i've gone through phases with almost everything i've collected wow from like do you ever find yourself medical shit from like the early turn of the century like oh my god surgical equipment and stuff right to like uh comic books to like Everything. I, uh, when you say you collect it, do you display it, or you just yeah, I display it. it. No, I don't. I don't. I display everything okay. except for the long boxes of comics and stuff. Okay, I'm very gotcha. big on displaying. Yeah. Do you I re- ever
4: gift this stuff off? Never. Never? Never? never, never. I'm bad. I do that all. Greedy, the time. I never. Greedy, I never greedy.
3: sell. I never um greedy, trade. Greedy. Once yeah. something comes into my house, it's very rare. Whatever. That, that my grown. collection
4: <laughs> sheds its skin. I'd say every but
2: every five years, it does. Really?
3: Oh yeah, lots of. Well, stuff.
2: certain aspects of your collection are being shed constantly.
3: I am ready yeah. to kill one of my collections entirely.
2: Which one? Comic right book, comic books. Yeah, comic I books. Never
3: I never got into that. I have like fucking 40 long
2: boxes in the storage unit. Oh my I just God. don't
3: I have no interest in ever reading them Where's, again. Where's
2: what city is the storage unit in? Long Island. So
3: is in. it.
1: Yeah. Right.
3: And I don't want to just do the bulk thing. I want I want to actually itemize and find out. So it's like I need to I need to hire someone to sell my comics for me. There must
1: be
2: like someone it. who you can hire to go through grade. I thought about and that.
3: Yeah, because there have been people before who have um. The way I would do it is I would the open. Question is
2: where where and how do they hire it though?
3: Exactly. I would do the, the online shop. Sell it. I would sell each comic individually or as a run, as opposed to most people who sell comics will bring in a long box and they'll they'll scan through it and go, oh well, your average is you know. Silver Age, or this and this, and they'll right. they'll give you a bulk amount. But if you have three comics in there that they miss, you could be losing out on fucking thousands of dollars. Huh?
2: Speaking mm. of comic books and reality shows and secret stash, how's Kevin's reality I don't series think going?
3: Any news yet? Well, it's first season's over. Right. And. I,
2: do you have no sense of what the ratings were?
3: No, Kevin's been tweeting. I mean, he said he's waiting to hear from AMC, so. Cool.
2: I, have I no bet they bring it
3: back. Inside knowledge. I think so. I hope so.
2: Right. Yeah. Why don't you just, hey, bring your long boxes into the front I'm counter sure at they the would stash in the red I bank and say, start that haggling, yeah, that episodic just, haggling. It's
3: just depressing. Even here, I have, like, ten long boxes, and I don't have a big apartment, so I have just, my yeah. closet is long boxes for, yeah. for half of it, and I don't fucking, I don't, I haven't read a comic book in, like six months yeah Mm. so i need to figure out a way to get rid of that collection
2: i haven't been i there was a time when i really made sure to get into that to the comic book store to house of secrets in burbank once a week just and i really wouldn't even sometimes i'd buy a book or two for mike uh, my friend mike but it's just like being there and seeing what's what and oh you know oh tron comics based on the original 82 movie that's interesting or Oh, a new adaptation of I Am Legend or something that doesn't have anything to do with the Francis Lawrence movie.
3: Da 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 and it's I've just
2: drifted. See,
3: I'm an idiot I used to spend eighty to ninety dollars every single Wednesday for about seven years. I bought basically every single comic they published.
2: Thanks for announcing that. I would
3: buy like. N- I'm
2: gonna use the restroom.
3: I would buy like. Use uh, it well. Ninety percent of choose all choose wisely. Ninety percent of all Marvel and DC books I would buy. Every, anything with an X on the title, anything with Spider-Man. Right. In, for fucking seven years, I did that. About. It. Wow. And I just quit cold turkey about a year ago. And now life is amazing. But there it is, <laughs> waiting there to be sold. There's my entire fucking life waiting worth of to comic be books. sold yeah. or
2: disposed of. You could just use the old again, so-called. I didn't invent this term, folks. I'm just using it. I did not invent this term, but when I worked at the country club in northern New Jersey, soprano style, the term was Jewish lightning, and it referred to... You've never heard that term?
3: No, wait. Like, uh, landlord insur- arson. Landlord historian? arson. Yeah, insurance arson.
2: Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear that building burned down in Newark? Yeah, it was, I heard it was Jewish lightning. That's amazing. I didn't invent that term. Um, Racist bastard. But... uh you can get rid of those comics that way. You are after all Jewish Matt Cohen.
3: I would still have just to itemize Just toss them. the
2: match into that storage unit.
3: It's not worth it. There's a few I'd like to keep. It's just a it's just a fucking headache. No. Yeah. I don't even think about it ever.
2: It is that so much that weird thing of like the first act of life being about acquisition and collecting and then at some point it, at some point it sh- at some point it shifts into all the stuff that you have to move around with you uh two friends of mine Ryan knows Adam and Eric Adam's uh, been on the show are probably being evicted maybe within the next 6-12 months their building is oh sold on Fairfax and so you know the joke is every time i talk to them or whatever it's like have you cleaned a drawer out today mm. have you emptied a box out today you know cuz again once you've once you acquire it and collect it it's yours to move around with you until you dispose of it or get rid of it. And by the way, the the apocryphal story is uh, a neighbor of ours two doors up the street was Robert Boyle, who was Hitchcock's art director, mm. North by Northwest, um, kept teaching until lived in a house that he designed and built during the peak of his success, which was probably in the 1950s, continued teaching... Um, art direction and or production design at either uh, USC or UCLA out here until he was like 98 or 99 years old. I'm sure he was nominated for many Academy Awards during the course of his long and illustrious career working with Hitch and many other prestigious uh, movie directors. Uh, Has a documentary made about him called The Man on Lincoln's, I think The Man on Lincoln's Nose or Lincoln's Face which is the title is a reference to Cary Grant on the North face of Mount Rushmore in North by Northwest. Yeah. Uh, that documentary was itself nominated for an Academy Award. And then, like three or four years ago, Bob Boyle, Robert Boyle, wins the honorary Oscar or one of the three or four that they award annually and goes on the show to accept it at literally the age of like 99 or 100, mm. Right. Everybody knows who Bob Boyle is. He's got at least one adult child, a daughter, and he's active, he's vibrant in his life. His health finally starts to slip. Um, he passes away. And again, my point is you have to assume that everybody knows, wow, this is Bob Boyle's stuff. And if there's anything at all of value, it's being preserved. It's being given to the Academy Library, et cetera. And, you know, not long after he passed away, one morning I uh, left the house to go walking down to Runyon Canyon. And what did I spy with my little eye but one of those dumpsters that is brought up on the back of a truck and comes sliding off the back of a truck, yeah. an industrial-sized dumpster, because they needed to empty out the contents of that house in order to make make ready for rental or sale, and my sort of one of my goals in life is literally never to have anyone have to call a dumpster to dispose of the stuff that I have sure. accumulated.
4: And and that not to say nothing of Forrest J Ackerman's oh for sure collection. Can you imagine what that? Well, was the,
2: about? yeah, but I think. Um, and I think that one of the, you can't call it a benefit or a perk given what we're discussing, but it's like Foyer, Foyer Ackerman, who we can go into, we can and should and will go into on a future episode.
3: We've not, have we never talked about Ackerman?
2: Probably not in any great. Detail, um, but
4: to say that Forrest Ackerman is something of an inspiration for me. f-o-r-r-e-s-t j Ackerman, that's
2: right, creator of famous monsters magazine, of famous monsters of Filmland magazine.
4: The reason I got into magazines.
2: Also, one of the early collectors of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror ephemera. Yep, and much like Bob Burns, um, lived in a house that was used. The exterior was used in the original house on Haunted Hill. Yep. Starring Vincent Price. This came to be known as the Acker Mansion in uh Hollyweird, California. Boris, <laughs> California. Um, but as f uh Forey's health started to slip, he moved out of the Ackermansion um and downsized into a smaller uh house in Los Feliz, during which time um it, it, that process that transition enabled his collection to be that which was left of his collection which hadn't been pinched or borrowed and then fake stuff or returned disintegrated. in its place or disintegrated due to poor storage yeah um that which was left was able to be sold off or donated or given away um because he did not die suddenly you know yeah but yeah, you don't want to be in a position in your life where Matt Cohen, somebody else has to, uh, wait a minute, there's a storage unit, so,
3: mm-hmm.
2: exactly. And that's, I guess that's uh, episode 28. There we go. Yeah. Ryan Brookhart, you're not on Twitter, so you have nothing left to say. No. They you are on Facebook, but you really don't want to admit strangers as Facebook friends. I mean, come on now. You never know. Um it could be a mail order Ruminous. We are on Facebook. Look us up. Look for the Kyle Cummings illustration. As always, we are on Twitter at Team underscore Jack. I'm no longer giving the other Twitter handle because I'm trying to discourage uh, Twilight traffic from gathering around that handle. Um, Matt Cohen at Camel Toad, C <laughs> A M E L T O A D. Yep. Team Jack is at Tumblr. Uh, I think it's Team Jack F T W. T- dot Tumblr. .tumblr.com or something. We're also at teamjack.com. And have I left anything else out? The Empire is expanding. That's the website, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Tumblr. No, I feel like there is something left out. It's crazy. Do we have one other tentacle on the giant squid? It's unbelievable. Hmm. Well, wow. Anyway. Um, that's it, Ryan. Thank you for. Thank you for having me. Well, finally, sorry it took so long.
0: Mm.
2: It was lovely. It all comes together. It's all jazz every week, every facet of it. And, uh, see you next Wednesday. Cheers. Out.